0: The Great Scott Show, the champion with
1: Scott Frater, steal the show.
0: Hello, everybody, welcome into the Great. Got show coming at you on a Thursday morning. Hitting on the NBA playoffs. Cajuns getting it done on the softball and baseball diamonds yesterday. Dr. Brian Maggard, AD, joining me about 7 15 for a segment. Seth Lewis of KTC TV3 for a segment in the 8 o'clock hour and open phone lines the rest of the time at 337-269-1077. NFL schedule release. They're having a party. The who and the where has been known for all 272 NFL games since January. With uh, maybe as far as the where goes, I'll give you four or five exceptions for the international games. You didn't know exactly... The where in terms of which team you were going to be playing. But all the teams that have international games already knew that they'd be losing a home game to do it. The point is you've known the who and the where for a while. The NFL is great at making big headlines and simply the win of the NFL schedule gets turned into an enormous amount of content. And I'm I'm in on it. I mean, it you're not interested to see where when your favorite team is playing? Whether it be how many primetime games. Whether it be the short week. When are you traveling on a Thursday? How far do you have to go? Is it at home? Is it on the road? Whether it be, okay, you're a warm weather team. Now you got to go to a cold city. Are you going early in the season or late in the season? All of this plays. There are advantages and disadvantages that come with the win. Once you answer the question of when, and you have the full NFL schedule, then you can begin to make plans, maybe travel plans. There's a heck of a lot that goes into tonight's schedule release. Each team in the NFL can get a max of five primetime games. Now, that could be, uh, that could grow late in the season if they get flexed into a primetime game later in the year. Will all four AFC East teams get a primetime game? Excuse me, AFC East. No, no, the Jets aren't getting a bunch of primetime games. The AFC West, will they all get the max? How many division rivalry games are going to be on primetime on Thursday night? Streaming on Amazon Prime. This is it. More on that a little bit later. NBA playoffs, man. The Celtics had a 97.1% chance of winning the game with a minute and 41 seconds left. Even when Giannis stepped to the line at the end with his team down, two, they were at 84%, and the Bucs won it anyway. Giannis misses the free throw. Bobby Portis gets the board, puts it in. Milwaukee up one, and then it was the Drew Holiday Show. One of the best defensive players on the planet. Criminally underrated year after year. Drew, Holiday, turn on the defense in a big way. And everybody wants to blame Marcus Smart. Well, he wasn't that smart. That's not a play they drew up. I can't believe they didn't draw up a play for Jason Tatum. You don't think the Celtics drew up a play for Jason Tatum? Come on, guys. The other team has something to do with it. They're playing defense. They're trying to prevent him from getting the ball. And from Marcus Smart's standpoint, you inbound the ball to him, take it to the hole. It was there. He just didn't realize the guy that's shorter than him was going to jump up, take the ball right out of his hands as he was going up for a layup, and then that defender is falling out of bounds, throw the ball right off of him. Drew Holiday. Oh, but he wasn't done. 6.6 6.6 seconds left. Boston fouls. Milwaukee sinks two free throws. They're up three. Inbound the ball. Marcus Smart trying to get it up the court. Boom. Klepto man. Steal by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday essentially stole that game from Boston late with his defense. Marcus Smart, the first go round, it. it oh. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was wide open. There was a path to the lane as well. Drew Holiday just made the play. And for Boston to be up like that at home in a critical, critical game five. You felt like you made it a series, right? The Al Horford game where he, he... took the pill from Limitless beforehand and just turned back the clock and was great. It just, it felt like it. Boston's making this thing. Then they're back in Boston and Milwaukee goes in and despite being down late, and yeah, I mean, I, what about Giannis? I mean, aside from Drew's defense, he also scored 24. He was plus 14 when he was on the floor. But Giannis had 40 points on 16 of 27 shooting. 11 boards. Turned it over a little bit too much, but he was great. And here are the Bucs, the defending champs, without Chris Middleton, their second-best player, an all-star, an Olympic gold medalist. Good thing they have Drew Holiday. It was a great game, as I I expected it to be. Said yesterday, look, the two games tonight, the one that's going to be good, Boston-Milwaukee, that's the one to watch. Now, Memphis-Golden State, I, I... I didn't think it would be a great game, but I also didn't think it was going to be Memphis that was putting it on the Warriors. Holy bleep. 134 to 95? Tell you what, man, the poke you keep poking the bear and that grizzly is going to bite you. Now let's be clear about something. Golden State is still going to win this series. But shame on me for thinking they were going to do it in five games just because Memphis didn't have John Morant. Memphis was at home. Golden State kept saying they were going to whoop that trick. The song by Terrence Howard, a.k.a. DJ, on the movie Hustle and Flow, 2005, Whoop that trick. It's the theme, they play it at Grizzlies games. They have since the grit and grind era, and yeah, Warriors kept poking fun at it. The rallying cry for the Grizzlies, and they whooped the Warriors by thirty-nine points. So yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't worth staying up late to watch. But now we learn if Golden State truly is championship worthy. What happens next? L.A. Thompson called it embarrassing, said it was awful. Look, the Warriors can beat Memphis, without a doubt. John Morant's likely out for the playoffs. Golden State can finish this series tomorrow night at Chase Center, and I would bet on them to do it. But the way they unraveled last night is this Golden State Warriors team of championship ilk. How do they respond? You get beat by 39. Now look, last year Milwaukee lost by 39 in a playoff game. Steph Curry pointed that out. They went on to win the whole thing. And Memphis played like a team with nothing to lose that was tired of getting poked. Keep poking the grizzly bear and the grizzly bear is going to whoop that trick. And without John Morant, Memphis plays a very specific brand of basketball. Right? Let's just mess with Golden State's ball movement. Be as aggressive as we can on defense. Use our quickness. Use our length. Feed off of turnovers. And before you knew it, man, that game was over. It felt like it was over before it even began. So how do the Warriors respond will tell us whether or not they're of championship ilk. But we're head, look, we're heading to a Golden State-Phoenix Western Conference Finals. That's what we're doing. NBA playoffs tonight. Philadelphia-Miami, the Heat have a chance to end it in Philly. Phoenix at Dallas, Phoenix has a chance to end it. On the road as well in Dallas. Or do these things go seven games? It's been fun, man. NBA playoffs have been fun. Between that, the NFL schedule release party, little Major League Baseball. We're going to circle back to all of that. But a little little newsbreaker for you. Saints, Bengals, Told you guys yesterday, beware of fake NFL schedule release stuff. Is not week three on Sunday night football. As some lame Twitter account with a few followers was putting out there and people were retweeting it like it was happening. No, no. Nick Underhill reporting. Saints will play Cincinnati week six at noon in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. There you go. See, a lot of the leaks will come in little bits. Little bits here or there. I would guess the Saints will probably open against Atlanta. That's my guess. And then now we're, we're hearing about Bengals in week six. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. As more leaks come out, we will certainly let you know. Take a timeout. We'll come back. Louisiana Raging Cajun Director of Athletics, Dr. Brian Maggard. Hadn't chatted with him in a little bit. He's going to be on with me via the phone line. Cajun Field Renovations, little Diamond Sports talk, among other things, all coming your way. It's a great Scott show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Sports talk that's so legit. It smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. great Scott! show on a thursday morning joining me now the director of athletics the vp of intercollegiate athletics and external affairs for louisiana raging cajun sports is dr brian maggard good morning dr maggard how are you i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't patch you hang on one second now good morning dr maggard how are you good
1: morning i'm still great how are you
0: i'm doing good Still great. That's good to hear. Um, let, let's, let's get right into it, man. Um, this time of year, you got, I know Cajun Field stuff happening, uh, season ticket renewals for football. You got the Diamond Sports, uh, softball and baseball victorious yesterday. Well, what, what is the, the most, I guess, pressing issue for you? What is keeping you most busy at your job, usually mid-May each year?
1: You know, I think it's a culmination of everything. You know, most important to be candid with you is uh, commencement coming this weekend. And although that would be consuming a lot of my time, you know, uh, I'll speak at one of the commencements this weekend, um, actually on Friday morning. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of student athletes graduating this weekend. And that's something we're very proud of. And that's the ultimate goal. You know, that's why we're here. So that, uh, you know, will uh, keep us busy this weekend. We have a lot of people you know, involved behind the scenes, be it, uh, you know, taking photographs, getting content out on that kind of thing. Certainly our campus leaders are consumed with commencement this weekend. And then uh, everything you mentioned, Scott, you know, uh, projects, uh, moving those forward. Um, actually, I have a master planning meeting this, mo- uh, this morning. that will consume a good part of my day uh, for the entire sports complex footprint. Um, and then, obviously, competition. You know, both Diamond Sports are doing very well right now. And then uh, starting today, we are hosting the Sunbelt Outdoor Track and Field Championships at the Home Bank Track and Soccer Complex here in Lafayette. So encourage people to come out uh, this weekend and watch some elite athletes uh, in the uh, track and field events.
0: Back when I was 14 uh, and briefly in track and field running around that track, uh, elite athlete was not a phrase anyone used to describe yeah, I, me I running around with a bowl cut uh, back in the 90s. But um, you mentioned master plan, such a, big, such a big project, right? Different phases of it. Where, where are you guys currently in that regard? What have you gotten done to this point and what is still the big things left to be done?
1: Well, you know i mean i think any good master plan uh continuously evolves right so when i arrived at ul there was already an athletics master plan in place and since i've been here we've spent some time reviewing that um deciding whether or not we want to stick with you know the the plan that's on that was on paper existingly and you know, it's just something that I'll be with a group of people from campus today, and we'll uh, we'll just continue to look at that and and see you know what we think makes sense and what does not. Obviously, we're moving on some of those projects, Cajun Field being one. Um, we're also currently uh, doing some renovation work over at EK Long, which I'm very excited for the uh, public to see as we start the volleyball season uh, in the fall, and then. Uh, a couple of bigger items that we're talking about uh, will be renovation of our tennis complex. And certainly we want to continue to develop Russo Park as we add a, uh, look to add a student development player development center as well as uh, a clubhouse and offices for our coaching staff and players.
0: Yeah, is, has the timeline changed for any of that stuff or is, is, are things still somewhat on schedule?
1: Oh, I think they're on schedule. You know, I don't know if we have definitive dates, you know, in the master plan. Um, you know, you just have kind of concepts of time, if you will. Really, it's more about the layout. Like, you know, where do we want things? Um, what might they look like? And things of that nature.
0: Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Uh, what I think last time we chatted about Cajun field renovations, there was... Um, some specific dates as when they were going to begin work on certain aspects of it. Could you refresh us on that? And, and how's everything coming yeah. in that regard?
1: You know, it's actually, things are, are actually starting to move from the what we call the pre construction service standpoint. So we put out an RFQ, that's request for qualifications. Uh, this is all done by campus facilities, uh, on our campus. A gentleman named Scott Hebert heads all that up. And uh, an RFQ has been disseminated and, and dispersed. And so uh, we are sitting back right now uh, accepting qualifications from various design firms that would have an interest in designing this project for us. Um, I would just say, you know, as we look at that and the next step, the next logical step for us will be the selection of the design team uh, and then soon thereafter, we will select the uh, the CM or the construction management team. And design uh, will more than likely begin sometime around July or August, I would say. And then from there, you know, you you continue to uh, secure more funding. Uh, once that's finalized, you secure the financing plan, and then you start getting after it. But very excited that the, the next step, so to speak, has been taken, and here, you know, either mid to late summer, we will begin the design process.
0: And then, of course, the uh, the season will begin next September. How are okay. season ticket renewals coming right now for football?
1: Uh, going very well. You know, that's a big shout out to Nico Yanko and our uh, external team, uh, particularly the RCF folks. And and the Cajun Dome Ticket Office, uh, we've done a much better job in getting out in front of renewals, both season ticket and annual fund wise. And so we are so much better organized this year. So way ahead of schedule to the point where the renewal deadline has passed. that was May 1. And we are hoping that either on or very near June 1, we will open up season ticket sales to the general public. But, uh, Really, really proud of the response of last year's season ticket holders, both from an individual account standpoint and from the corporate ticket challenge standpoint. If you guys remember, last year we started this corporate ticket challenge for season tickets, and we had numerous local businesses buy. Um, large number of season tickets, and, and so many of those have uh, renewed as well. So I'm very excited. I really am. And, you know, either sooner than later, we'll kind of have the final renewal number. I don't have it with me right now, but it was very positive. Uh, and uh, once again, we're just so further ahead and organized in our process, and this is what we'll do moving forward. Uh, so I feel very good about that.
0: Uh replay for baseball is something I get asked about a lot. Any anything, any updates there? I get
1: asked about a lot, uh, any, anything, any <laughs> about it a lot as well. So uh, next Tuesday, uh, I will head over to uh, Destin, Florida, where the spring Sunbelt meetings will occur. And uh, one of the topics for the athletics directors over there will be um, instant replay for both baseball and softball. And uh, I know I'm a big advocate for it, as are many of my uh, counterparts in the league. Uh, I think it's inevitable uh, that we need to move in that direction. So I'm very hopeful that uh, sooner than later we will be uh, implementing uh, instant replay uh, throughout our league.
0: So you're, you, I, you probably don't want to put a, a percentage on it, but I'll ask you anyway: a confidence percentage of it maybe being in play for 2023. <laughs>
1: You know, I, I will just say this: I'm pretty confident. I don't know if I'll give you a percentage or not, but that's just kind of the way of the world now, right? So you've got, uh, and, and the Sun Belt is, is uh, really a strong baseball league uh, nationally. We've got so many good teams in our league, and so um, you know, I know most, if not all, the Power Five conferences, you know, require it. And I just think we're at the point, um, you know, within our industry that to to compete and to give yourself the best chance to, to win at a high level, you need instant replay, right? Umpires make mistakes or people. And so um, if you have that instant replay, it's just another checks and balances that, uh, you know, you can have to, to ensure that right calls are being made and, and outcomes of the game aren't being dictated by potential and realistic human error.
0: Dr. Brian Maggot, our guest ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Rage of Cajun softball plays this morning, and um, you victorious yesterday against Coastal Carolina into the winner's bracket. They took care of business, and I know that come Sunday, they're hoping to have another tournament championship in hand, but they'll learn where they're playing in a regional. Um, I am mm-hmm. expecting them to be a two-seed somewhere. Uh, all signs have been pointing to that for a little while. What, what as, as, as an AD, once you kind of, when it's not a... Are we hosting? Are we gonna be a national? Are we gonna be, you know, outside of the top eight? Whenever that's off the table and you know all right, we're probably gonna be we're probably gonna be traveling, what is the ideal situation? And 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 I'll I'll even make it a two part question for baseball as well. I know they have work to do to to make sure that they can continue to play after the Sunbelt Conference tournament in a few weeks, but ideally as an A D, if you know your baseball or softball team is traveling for a regional, what's best case scenario most of the time?
1: Well, if you're traveling, best case scenario is that you are placed uh, somewhere where your fans can travel as well, right? That's because both baseball and softball fans uh, for UL travel very well. And if we can get to a location that's very drivable and easy to get to, we know that our fans are going to show up to help support our teams and give us the best chance to win. So that's the best case scenario. Uh, you know, for us, that's what we we look for and look at, and I do have a lot of confidence that uh, you know certainly for softball, we'll be in a in a location that will allow our fans to get to pretty easily, and the way things are are looking with baseball, you know we're heading in the direction of uh, getting a regional bid as well, and um, I would anticipate that that's going to be in a location that people can get to as well so that's the best case scenario for us. If you're not hosting, like you said, uh, we know we're not going to host any of sport this year. But um, you know, regional play certainly looks very good for both of those sports right now, at least.
0: Whenever uh, a committee is deciding who's going where, are they? Is there anything you can do? I mean, or or maybe that's the wrong way to ask. Um, yeah. Do they have? Do they have to reach out to a school to make sure of certain things, or are you just like, look? We don't get a call from anybody about anything. They just say, we, we don't find out until the selection show. Like, like as, as okay. an AD, is that how it works?
1: It, it really is, you know, uh, particularly if you're not hosting, right? If you're a, a program that's not going to host, uh, you sit back and watch the selection show just like everybody else does. Um, you might get an ideal, you know, through certain channels of, you know, a couple, three options where you might land, but nothing's definitive. And and quite honestly, you know, that's not necessarily from, you know, committee sources by any means. It's just kind of industry or sport chatter, so to speak. But, uh, um, you know, for the most part, we sit back and we, we wait and watch with our fan base. Now, on that note, Scott, let me put a plug in. Uh, this Sunday, uh, for softball in particular, we are having a crawfish boil uh, selection show watch uh, at Lampson Park. So I would encourage everyone out there, you know, it, it's $50 a person for crawfish and beverage, uh, beer, wine, and water, soda included. But all those proceeds go to support our softball program, but you get an opportunity to watch the selection show on the uh, on the video board at Lampson Park and have a great time with our team, our coaches, and, um, and enjoy some good crawfish.
0: What time is that again?
1: that will start i believe at 4 p.m let me confirm that on my calendar but um hold on here. i should have that memorized i understand but 4 p.m uh crawfish boil selection show at Lampson park and then soon thereafter the selection show will start and, and those who are uh, in attendance are encouraged to stick around and watch the selection show with the
0: team should be a good time, ESPN Lafayette. I'm yeah. Scott Prather. That is Dr. Brian Maggard, uh, Director of Athletics for Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns. I know ADs or coaches, when it comes to football and bowl games or the NCAA Tournament, men's or women's hoops, will promote their program um, through the media in hopes of mm-hmm. propping up their status. Th- does anything, you know, if you're if you're to promote your team through the media, does that is that more just for fans and media because it seems like as it pertains to a committee that's making these decisions they they pretty much have their mind made up they have their formula i really don't know that there's too much you can do once the games have been played in any sport for that matter
1: that's correct listen the, your body of work will determine where you end up and, and what your opportunities are so to your point scott you know if there's there's obviously the opportunity to, to build hype, you know, uh, amongst the fan base, but you also want to be careful when you do that. Right. And, and don't build it up to the point where uh, people are disappointed if you don't get selected. Right. And so um, there's a balance there, but you know, where we've really started getting after it is once we have been selected, we know where we're going. And then that's when we push out most of our content, uh, help our fans identify how to get tickets and, uh, Maybe some lodging opportunities at the locations and things like that.
0: Doctor Brian Maggard has been our guest. Anything else you want to add before we let you run?
1: No, I, all good. I would just uh, you know encourage people to come out and uh, check out the, the Sun Belt Track and Field Championships if you can. Again, a lot of elite athletes, unlike you and myself, Scott. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, will be competing, and um, you know should be a great weekend for that. And then, uh, if you get a chance, tune in today at ten o'clock on ESPN Plus. Softball takes on Troy for the second game of the Sun Belt tournament. Uh, hopefully, we're playing for a championship on uh, Saturday. And uh, big, big, big series for baseball this weekend at San Marcos. I had the chance to go to the Houston or the Rice game last night over in Houston. Got home about 2 a.m. and um, it was fun to watch. You know those bats uh, hit the ball last night. There was a lot of scoring for the Cajuns, and uh, you know we're playing very well. And uh, I'm looking forward to a great matchup this weekend against texas state
0: it's a big one run rules don't happen often but they've happened twice in the last week for louisiana baseball so the bats keep, are uh the, the bats are hot right now no doubt about it appreciate the time dr maggot and we'll uh we'll see you down the road oh. thank you scott you got it interesting nuggets in there including replay for baseball he's really confident it'll be in the Sun Belt next year You mentioned the game last night against Rice. Cajun scored 12 unanswered runs in the middle innings. It was tied 3-3. Then they scored a dozen unanswered. Bobby Leday, Kyle DeBarge, each had three hits. Louisiana had 18 hits last night in the game that went eight innings. And as far as the metric for road wins go, got up to 14. One more this week, and you're up to 15, which is an important metric. But you're also taking on the team that is atop the Sun Belt Conference, is at home, has been really good at home, and is 38 in the RPI. Biggest series of the season is coming up this weekend. He mentioned Cajun softball. If you're watching on ESPN+, Plus, we always invite you to sync up the radio broadcast with the TV broadcast. 9.45 pregame right here on ESPN Lafayette this morning. As Louisiana and Troy will take on one another for a spot in tomorrow's Winter Bracket Final. Ian Ozan and Bobby Nova have the call. When we come back, more schedule leaks from the Saints' schedule. A lot of games. Like I said earlier, you know the who and you know the where, but today is when you find out the win, and the win matters. Advantages and disadvantages. Will you win or will you lose? A lot to get into, but who are they playing week one? Who are they playing week two? Who are they playing week six? How many primetime games do they have? Who are they playing on Christmas Eve? I'll give you the answers next Right here on The Great Scott Show. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. He was the 1991 state champion in Nintendo. Ready, down, put, put, put. It's The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Brather on ESPN Lafayette, coming at you on a Thursday morning. Be safe out there on the roads. One accident reported back at 7 a.m. 105 West Gloria Switch Road. Other than that, no accidents on the road. Your weather today: hot from the Storm Team Three Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips. High of 95. Very sunny. 30% chance of showers late today in the afternoon. Maybe a, a early evening shower. Tonight, though, the low is 71. NFL schedule release officially tonight at, what, 7? It'll all be out before that. Leaks from various teams, members of the media... You start learning some things. And my man Nick Underhill of New Orleans Dodd Football, full credit to him, he is on top of leaks from the Saints' schedule. And You'll see the NFL themselves drop some little nuggets to the football fans when you see an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport report something or something from the NFL Network, Good Morning Football. Um Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Tom Brady and the Bucks, week four, Sunday night football. That's a big one. But a lot of other schedule stuff. For the Saints, week one on the road at Atlanta. The first game against the arch rival in the division on the road. on September 11th and it's a noon kickoff week two at home against Tampa Bay bucks going to the Mercedes uh, Benz Superdome or excuse me let me correct myself the Caesars Superdome in week two and as uh Nick Underhill and others have pointed out Marcus May, new Saints safety. Remember, he's likely going to be serving a suspension early in the season due to a previous DUI arrest. Missing players in the secondary when you're going up against Tom Brady. Week four, it is the game in London against Minnesota. Do not know the week three opponent. And the Saints will not have a bye in week five. In fact... The bye week will not come until week 14 per Underhill. Home against Seattle in week five, and then Cincinnati in week six. Noon. Again, these games are not in primetime. The Saints, we'll get to it in a minute, not a lot of primetime games. And what does that tell you? It tells you that the NFL doesn't think the Saints are going to be that great this year. I say not that many. They have three, but none of the, they don't have a currently scheduled Sunday night game. And that's the big one. That's the big night of the week as far as the premier matchup that the league wants to promote. But again, this is what we have so far from reports. Atlanta on the road week one. Tampa Bay at home week two, Vikings in London week four, Seattle in home after the long flight home in week five, Cincinnati in week six, that is back-to-back-to-back home games, though one of those home games is in London, which leads me to believe week three is definitely going to be a road game. Maybe Carolina? Week seven, short week, first primetime game of the season, on the road at Arizona. Talk about tough, it's a tough schedule. Other dates we know, per reports from Underhill and a few others in the media. We mentioned Arizona week seven. Week 9, Monday Night Football against Baltimore. Week 11, at home against the Rams. Week 12, at San Francisco. And week 13, at Tampa Bay. Week 14, a bye week. That's a late bye. Christmas Eve, is that week 15? Week 16. Christmas Eve, week 16, they are playing on the road against the Cleveland Browns. The game against Minnesota week four in London is an 8.30 a.m. central time kickoff. The game against San Francisco on the road is at 325. They have 10 games scheduled for noon. Week 7, their primetime game against Arizona is on Thursday nights. Week 9, they play against the Ravens on Monday night, and week 13 they play at Tampa Bay on Monday night. That right there is a benefit to the Saints schedule. You play at Tampa Bay on a Monday night week 13. Nice to have a bye week after a Monday night game. It's nice, especially a road Monday night game. You play on the road on a Monday night. You don't like having to prepare on a short week, so there's some benefits there. Still some holes in the schedule that hadn't been filled yet. But again, these things will continue to break throughout the day and uh, as they do. I will let you know. 337-269-1077. Phone lines are open. League kicks off officially Thursday, September 8th. And then the big slate of Sunday games starts on September 11th. And that is the Saints at the Falcons to open things up. Speaking of Brady, I mentioned the bucks a number of times. We've been talking this week about Brady's absurd television contract. The report from the New York Times was that Brady had agreed to a deal with Fox once he finishes playing, whether it's after this season, whether it's after next season, whenever it might be, maybe plays till he's 80. <coughs> Excuse me. That was 10 years, $375 million. Crazy. Crazy. $37.5 million a year. He's making $25 million this season. His $37.5 million would make him, if it was among active players right now, the fourth highest player, paid player in the league. I get it. There's only one Brady. But I also get that the NFL is the NFL. You're going to watch it no matter what you going to watch games because Tom Brady's the color analyst? Have you ever watched a game because Chris Collinsworth or Charles Davis or Troy Aikman? Even the great John Madden. I love John Madden. Legend. Do you ever watch games just because Madden Summerall are on it? No. Now, look, you, you liked it. There was a familiarity. There was a... There was a comfort to it. But you weren't like, I got to watch the game because John Madden's calling it. And he's the best color analyst ever in football. Well, Fox Sports is responding to this report. Claiming that, yeah, you know, the New York, I said the New York Times, excuse me. The New York Post report about Tom Brady's salary, not completely accurate. Not an accurate description of the deal. Meanwhile, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post is standing by his report saying this is absolutely the deal. I have it on good authority. Yeah, we will see. It was a Fox uh, spokesperson, Brian Nick, said, what has been reported isn't an accurate description of the deal and we have not released details beyond what was disclosed on our quarterly earnings call. Okay, sure, we will see. My guess is it's not accurate in that there's some other aspects to the 37.5 bill, like possibly, as one listener pointed out yesterday that called in, maybe Fox funding some of Brady's Hollywood projects, among other things. The money's going to get there one way or another. Trust me. Seth Lewis of KTC TV3 scheduled to join me in about 20 minutes. We'll talk a little NBA playoffs. Raging cage Cajun softball yesterday. Getting it done against Coastal Carolina. They will take on Troy this morning. But uh, yesterday, 4-2. Megan Schwarman was great. Ten straight wins for the Cajun softball team. It's their longest streak of the season. They won 19 of the last 20. It was the 200th win for Coach Jerry Glasgow. But uh, seven good innings, strong innings from Shorman. Some nice timely hitting for Louisiana. They're ranked 22nd in the country. They're 42 and 11. They know where they're they, they know they're heading to a regional as a two seed, but they want to head there on a 13 game winning streak and with a tournament championship in hand. And if they're going to do that, they got more work to do. By the way, Cajuns are 35-2 this season when they score first. So pay attention to that today. Who's on the board first? Cajun baseball last night, 18 hits. They get it done against Rice. A lot of guys out of the bullpen taking care of business. Chipper Menard, Cooper Rawls, among others. Now you get to the big weekend series against number 15, Texas State. First pitch on Friday is 6.30 with pregame at 6. On Saturday at 4 with pregame at 3.30. And on Sunday at 1 with pregame at 12.30. Jay Walker, Brad Topham have the call. News Talk 96.5. When we come back. Open it up, the phone line. The latest leaks from the NFL schedule, breaking down what they mean, what they are. The Cowboys get to open the season with a W. I'll explain. Seth Lewis scheduled to join me at 8.15 as well. Open phone lines, 337-269-1077. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show continues right after this.